0: Forever! everybody. What's going on? Yo, is yo, well It's Peppermint. <laughs> and we are back with another special edition of It's a Mess. We are going into the holiday
1: season. That's right. This kicks off the holiday season. A lot of people are traveling home for the holidays. I know I'm going home for the holidays. Um, I'm actually in India at this moment. <laughs> Yeah, and traveling back to uh, D.C. for Thanksgiving, I'm going to have some nice, delicious turkey. Although I'm trying to be a pescatarian this year. Okay. <laughs> uh, this might be my first
0: Thanksgiving that I'm
1: not eating meat, actually. I haven't been eating meat lately. Okay, we so kind of are having that in common. I mean... Are we really? You've been doing this. You, This is your first Thanksgiving. You've been. I'm waiting for the vegetarian train to pull into my station, if that makes any sense. And so, yeah, I'm. I've been cutting slowly but surely, cutting different types of meats out of my diet, basically dish by dish. So right now, I'm. I'm still eating fish, though, and I don't really consider that like a real meat, but it is. It is meat of an animal.
0: Um, It is. But I'm telling um, you, the big, the big thing for me is ever since I quit dairy, my skin is looking flawless. Ever since I started
1: using dairy on my
0: skin, (laughs) that ain't what you use on your skin, girl. Ah, That's the other white stuff. It's milk. That's the other way protein. But I, I'm getting that Amy's pizza without the cheese. I'm taking the cheese off my pizza. Mm-hmm. If I if I get a slice of pizza, no more milk, I'm a lot less congested. I'm getting a lot less acne. So I'm all about the non-dairy life right
1: now. You know, it seems like every right. single time we record a podcast we do a podcast, every single week we have a new dietary um profile.
0: This is this is true. <laughs>
1: This well you know true. what it's, it's appropriate next to talk week's about... the water fast exactly well it'll be a- appropriate because I was going to say it's appropriate to talk about diet especially around the holidays because you know during the holidays people go in you know what I mean like mm. you can lose control and so we are your unofficial um, nutritionists <laughs> you can follow our I'm having Thanksgiving at my house this year are you? I'm, invi-
0: I'm, I'm inviting everyone me and my friend Caesar. he wants to do the cooking he throws down in the kitchen so he's going to be cooking he's going to invite over a bunch of porn stars I'm like do whatever you want to do but I I love having company and I've Do whatever big you want to do.
1: So. <laughs> I
0: love it. You know. Anyway, well, enough about food. Enough
1: about food. Uh this we have a
0: newish segment. We to the show. do.
1: But this is an advice podcast, first and foremost. I know it sounds like a diet <laughs> diet podcast, but it's an advice podcast. And this is where we field questions from our listeners, people who have burning desires or burning diseases, and write into us with their problems for advice. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and we try our best to give you some really good, wholesome, useful, or at least entertaining advice. (laughs) Kind of. Kind of. But, but, um, we always, we do like to start off with, uh, recognizing someone in the community who is or has done some brilliant things for our community, for humanity. And we have a new segment that we like to call Exemplary Queens. And this week's exemplary queen is someone you've definitely heard about. There's been movies made about them, uh, Oscar-winning performances, and is definitely an uh, a notable pillar of the modern gay rights movement. Uh, And I'll say gay rights, but it also feeds into LGBT rights. In San Francisco, he was born in 1930 and became a prominent gay rights activist. He found his voice in gay rights activism, though, after moving to San Francisco in 1972. In 1977, he became the very first openly gay person elected to public office, winning seat on the San Francisco City Council Board. He previously ran for the seat twice unsuccessfully, but then beat it out in 1977. Uh, He ran on a platform basically including and infusing the gay rights movement into his and his activism into his uh, political platform, which was basically everyone who can be out should be out out as many out people that are out of the closet with their sexuality and i'm sure gender identity the more people that are out the better because everyone needs to see us as just normal everyday people that we are
0: ain't that the truth
1: that's right uh and fatally he was shot in 1978 by dan white a fellow city council board member which is completely bizarre um, and since then, his life has been celebrated in a plethora of books and films, including the award-winning documentary that was named after him, played by Sean Penn. Of course, I'm talking about the, the supreme legend and someone we should be uh, indebted to forever, the incomparable Harvey Milk. He is That's this right, week's baby. Exemplary Queen. Congratulations. Thank you, Harvey, for all you've done and everyone you have inspired
0: and check out Harvey's very own Exemplary Queen card that we put up on the It's a Mess Instagram which is It's a Mess podcast.
1: Yes, yes, yes.
0: (laughs) Okay, so let's hit up these questions. Now, like we said before, all these questions that we gather the questions that were uh, making a theme for each show and this one is home for the holidays. We had a lot of questions about people going home for the holidays that are going to have some problems so we're going to do our best to shed some light on maybe we can help solve of their problems. So would you like to hit the first one, Pep? Yeah, I'll
1: hit the very first question for a home for the holidays. Okay. Question number one: Q music. Dear Kaz and Pep, please give me a fake name. I'm a 32-year-old I'm a woman living in Lawrence, Kansas. I work for an investment firm and have been dating a very handsome man who owns his own construction company. We met online and have been dating exclusively for four months. He said the L word to me first and I said it directly after and we are definitely in love. You might think we're moving too fast, but we've had talks about marriage. Both being in our 30s, we've had a lot of dating experience but feel more comfortable with each other than we ever have with anybody else. This Thanksgiving, I planned to see my family in Dallas, Texas, and I invited him without even thinking much about it because he really doesn't have a lot of family. Here's my mess. My father is a trans woman. When I was in high school, my mom and dad got divorced, and about seven years after the divorce, he announced to me and my brother that he was trans and he was going to start hormone therapy to become a woman. It was really hard for me at first, but a couple of years ago I came to terms with that, and we have a great relationship. My real issue is that I think this will make my boyfriend extremely uncomfortable. He made a couple comments before about how he's okay with the gays, but how someone who could change their sex is completely beyond him. He's made one or two slight homophobic jabs as well while watching TV with me, maybe the queer eye, I don't know, uh, with me. And when I questioned him, you know, he would just chuckle and say, it's all good. It's, It's in fun. It's no big deal. My father is definitely not passable as a woman. And I know that this will make him even more uncomfortable. Do I bring him to my family's Thanksgiving? Do I sit down and have a talk with him first? This isn't something I know how to deal with. And it's still very new to me. I'm considering making an excuse to not see my family just to avoid the discomfort what's your advice cynthia lee cherry coke
0: Aw, miss cherry coke i think that cynthia you should definitely not call off thanksgiving uh Mm -mm. your is she still calling is she i just want to make sure i say this correctly is she is she still calling her is it still her father to her i just want to make sure i don't Disrespect yeah, anybody. well, is she just, didn't really
1: specify in this, but I would go out on a limb and say, and, and I don't have a parent who's transgender, but as far as I know, right, uh, the role of father, we'll look at it as a job, like my teacher, my doctor, my lawyer, my father, where okay. anyone of any sex or any gender can be those roles. So I can have a female mm-hmm. or a male doctor, and I can have a female or male father. I know that's going to blow some people's minds. Um, and obviously this, this father was, was obviously clearly at one point at, identified as male. But I think for the sake of our conversation, we should say her father is a she. Her father. Okay. Her father is a she.
0: And her father, I think it's it's fair to say that her and her father have been through a lot and they came out on the bright side of it if they still have a relationship. Mm-hmm. So I mean just just the just the growing pains that happen when coming out as trans and I can't imagine like coming out as trans and having kids and the difficulties you might have like div- explaining that to your kids. So I I think, that her, I think that her bond with her father is very, very strong, and she should see her father on the holidays. I don't think that that's even an option. Whether or not you bring your fiance is another question. I don't, I, Pep, I don't really think that she needs to do anything else but sit her boyfriend, fiance down and let him know that he's been an asshole and he said some really fucked up things. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons, that's one of the reasons he has to change. But also, look, you're about to meet my dad. My dad is now female and you're going to be cool with it. And that's how it's going to be. And I, I like, do you think that, I mean, do you think that she should just sit him down and, you know, watch some educational I look, I movies mean, together? Do you, yeah.
1: I think I don't, I don't look, this is really close to the holidays and we only have a month left. So like, I don't know how much time there is or what these people's schedule is, but I would definitely say coming out to people for everyone is an individual process. And I think that this is one of the things that we don't really think about. I think when it comes to the coming out idea of coming out is like we know what it's like for a gay person to come out or for a trans person to come out. We know that we get the notion of they tell you something and then that's it. But I think there's so much more involved in a coming out than just being like, here's the news. Even though everybody's it involved, it can't be that simple. Everyone's involved in someone's transition. And when you transition, per- particularly if you're trans, but also if you're queer or gay as well, when you come out and after you and as you do your transition, um your medical transition, everyone kind of has to transition along with you. Clearly, yep. you know you know this the daughter is acknowledging that she's coming along she's changing her thoughts and getting used to certain ideas and so i i I guess it's just a matter of like inviting this this boyfriend or fiance on that kind of train with her um but i i yeah i think it's to to bring the boyfriend i guess there's two ways you could do it right she could just bring the boy the the fiance over and be like boom this is my family and what or deal (laughs) or she could she could kind of um it sounds like they've watched some movies together and, and like and and things like that, as she could kind of slowly trickle it in, and 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 try to introduce the topic slowly and gently. Um, and so there are two different ways of, of of thought. If you had to, if you were dating someone who is trans, and I just mm-hmm. want to know what you would do. Like first, mm-hmm. how would you handle this? My
0: my par- my parents are pretty sheltered as far as they don't live in the big city. They don't mm-hmm. hang around with a bunch of gay and trans people. I probably introduce them to most of the gay and trans people that they've met. But mm-hmm. I think that I've had to do some kind of explaining to them and let them know. Like when I, I remember when I first started doing my album with Amanda Lepore and my dad was asking me about what I was doing and I like let him know. But I don't know, at the same same time, my parents are extremely liberal so they get it right away Mm -hmm. and they know not to be disrespectful and they know to ask questions in a respectful way. So like, Mm -hmm. oh, so your friend Amanda dresses up like a woman. Like, no, my friend Amanda is a woman. She is trans. This is the video we just did together. I'm like, oh, okay, well now I get it. But I mean, I think I'm coming from different circumstances. Yeah, my Mm -hmm. parents aren't, you know, my parents aren't in like in the world of trans and gay and queer people but at the same time you know they're extremely liberal when it comes to sexuality and sexual identity. So I, I didn't really have the same kind of problems but I, I think that I think that showing up well one thing that one thing that she made clear and she, it, it must be really I don't know it, it must make a certain type of impression based on what she said is that her father does, is not passable so this is what is going to make her boyfriend uncomfortable so you know if I don't know if her her father is wearing like a tube top and big shoulders is that going to make him more uncomfortable as opposed to if her father is like a petite five foot two trans woman you know so you know Mm -hmm. I mean I'm sure that you understand that how like some people are more uncomfortable when it's like when people who are not surrounded by trans people and don't know trans women are then in front of a trans woman that has a body like a trucker and it's they're not as passable that might make him more uncomfortable as opposed oh because the way that some ignorant straight people think is like okay well this person could pass as a as a woman so it's fine by me but that doesn't seem to be the situation i really think that she should sit down and introduce her her father to him through some pictures be like oh this is my dad this is the picture we took last year blah 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 my dad is trans and i i don't think it's a good idea for her to just show up I just, I'm deal. gonna fight, I'm
1: gonna push back on you with that because I do, I mean, I, I, I agree. I don't think that they should just show up, but I don't, I think, and I, I, I agree with you, but I'm gonna push back for one reason because I think that the, who cares how comfortable he is? I mean, sh- just ambushing him and not mentioning anything would be bizarre because you're not gonna bring your, your date over to your family and never tell them anything about your family before. Like if your I'm mother, gonna- if your mother mm-hmm. g- goes, you know, ham on the, if your mom can't cook, or if your mom goes crazy or somebody's an alcoholic or somebody is kind of creepy, you always tell your, your guest or your partner, look, we're about to walk in here. You need, this is what you need to know to be prepared to deal with my family. Right. Everybody does that. So I, I don't think that this should be any different. So in that regard, I agree with you, but I do think it should be for different reasons. It shouldn't be to make the boyfriend or the fiance comfortable because making a, a person who's a person like that comfortable person who she knows has been transphobic, ma- making them comfortable means reducing who we are and changing who we are and 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 coddling your prejudices and he will adjust just like you said your parents they didn't get it at first but she said it to them and they adjusted he'll adjust and he he he'll, he'll, he'll get what we're saying and or he'll get what, what she's saying but then the other part of it is he has to deal with that on his own in his own time
0: and so she should- basically basically i'm saying that this is for her father's comfort and mm-hmm. that it could be because if right. he shows okay. up and doesn't know then if he's like what or or all of a sudden he gets uncomfortable it's gonna make the whole family uncomfortable yeah mm-hmm. and they're gonna and 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 her father is going to react to that and not feel comfortable in her own home mm-hmm possibly we also also don't
1: know what what's i mean she says her her father's not passable but we also don't know if this is just a temporary thing or if this is my dad's never gonna be passed you know we don't know right
0: but i mean i don't know how much that matters right now because they're gonna go like next Mm -hmm. week or whatever to visit her family so i think i think the first thing i would do is let him know that well it does matter a little bit and
1: like conversationally because if you're there are some people who are like look i don't look right right now but i'm going for a surgery next week and then that's something that people who don't have experience with trans people to talk about. So I guess what I'm trying to say is if you meet somebody who's trans, out listeners out there, if you meet somebody who's who, who you find out is trans or you know is trans or you suspect is trans and you want to make comfortable holiday conversation, do mm-hmm. not bring up surgery. So when are you going to go get a... Definitely. Do not bring that well, up. With anybody. Yeah, exactly. I mean, exactly. But, and that's what people do sometimes bring up when they're uncomfortable around trans people is they start talking about surgery right away. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you, you look like a trucker now, but when... When are you going to have breasts? like I've people have said that I've heard that it's anyone who's trans many people That's that I know who've trans have have experienced people telling asking them questions about their surgeries because they don't know what else to talk about
0: this is what I would do is I would flat out sit down with your boyfriend what is her name again Cynthia Lee Cherico. I would sit down with your with your boyfriend and say my father is trans and I need uh-huh. you to know that now he might not want to go but then what you should do is that next time you are FaceTiming with your father and he's in the room invite him over not tell him who you're FaceTiming with and then that's already out of the way like that's a that's a that's a big thing like that's why FaceTime duo Skype whatever I know if you're on a Droid, that you just that to bring somebody into the conversation and you guys see each other eye to eye face to face first that breaks the ice and I think that that's an important thing to do first and already get some comfort thank going goodness on for and, thank
1: for a video chat yeah and not ways. only that but like have the
0: whole family there and then see how normalized it is as well yeah. because he's never been in a situation in which that was normalized. So if your dad is hanging out with, you know, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle and you're facetiming all of them like, they, "Come over here honey, they want to say hi to you." And then they all say hi, blah blah blah. Or maybe do that before you tell.
1: I think they should do it before. before. Yeah, I agree. They should do it before. You do? So do a FaceTime uh b- beforehand and then it'll open up a conversation. You can say, "By the way, and my I've got something you can talk about trans issues and and you know, broach the topic that way." That's a a good way to broach the, the the conversation and it is important to kind of let them just deal they have to he has to deal with this on his own in whatever way he can and part of that mm-hmm. will will be an indicator of what kind of person he's going to be in the future towards your parent and maybe that'll play into whether you invite them to more thanksgivings or whether you continue to date them or get married or not
0: now if he know. can't deal with it or if, or if he refuses Hello, to deal with it or if he or if he takes the road of of spewing even more ignorant fuckery shit then you really got to give him the hook yeah then then you're dealing with someone that is completely ignorant that refuses to grow and you got to give him the hook so what i'm trying to say is first do the facetime call and then bring let him into know. the conversation mm-hmm. and then have a conversation with him about it and then see where it goes and warm him up and if he loves you which you know i assume he does and he says he does then bring him to the family and
1: it's you know relationships are all about growth yeah so i say start with the Facetime. i call. agree start with the facetime and let us know how it goes yeah <laughs> All right, let's move on to question number two.
0: Question number two. All right, cue the music. Hi guys! I'm done with my alcoholic dad. I'm a 22 year old female from San Diego. My dad has had a problem with alcohol for a long time. There were a few embarrassing episodes that happened in my preteen and teenage years, like him forgetting to pick me up from school because he went drinking. He also showed up to my high school graduation drunk, which I will never forget. Last year, my family sat him down for an intervention and he started going to AA meetings and then stopped after a couple of months. I am just Exhausted. I hate being around drunk people in general, and being around my dad when he's drunk is just sad and brings back all these memories from my childhood. Thanksgiving is coming up, also Christmas, and I have no interest in going to my family's house where no doubt my dad will be drunk, loud, and obnoxious. I told my mother yesterday that I would only come to Thanksgiving if dad promises not to drink, and she said, Oh, honey, you know he can't promise that, so I'm just considering not going. My brothers and sisters think if If I don't go, it will break up the family. But I think that my father is the one breaking up the family. What do you think I should do? I've asked my family if we should do another intervention, but they all seem to have given up and pretty much just accept that he's a drunk. Any advice on what I should do? By the way, congrats on the
1: podcast. Sasha Orange Fanta. Sasha Orange Fanta. Fanta, Fanta. This is a tough one. I think this is something that, unfortunately, I think most people deal with alcoholism at 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 some some level. level yeah um and i think when holidays is when it always holidays is when the tea just gets spilled everybody's teapots spill the pots pouring <laughs> over on thanksgiving, thanksgiving i can't avoid it you can't i don't care who you go to even if you're not going to your own family's house if somebody if your if your boss is like if your co like you want to come over to my family's house for christmas or thanksgiving you know some tea is going to be spilling yeah, you know, Sasha, I uh, I've I've dealt with this before. There's alcoholism in my family as well. Uh, I've seen my fair share of Christmas trees get thrown out the window. I've seen TVs <laughs> seemingly levitate over the Thanksgiving dinner table <laughs> out, over people's heads into the pool. I've seen casserole dishes get smashed over people's heads. Like, and that's pretty extreme. That's probably more like violent than most people's w- Thanksgivings and holidays usually get. And so for me that was a, a real indicator that just on a personal note that I it was important for me to not include alcohol into my beverage menu. You don't um, drink. I don't drink. I never have. And it's because I, as a child, I witnessed all these things. And it's basically because I didn't want to become an alcoholic. I saw what alcoholism did to my family and I've seen, obviously, what it has done to so many other families. And and I, I don't want to demonize people who drink, and I don't want to demonize alcohol. But it just sounds like here that Sasha has a very particular problem. Um, and there's just a lot of, you know, clues that show that this alcoholism... It, I guess there's a point at which alcoholism, people can kind of deal with it and be what people call a functioning alcoholic. And then there's mm-hmm. the point at which your so-called addiction can interfere with your life and have negative impact. And clearly, this San in I just wanted to say that, has um, <laughs> has moments where her, her father's alcoholism has negatively impacted her life. And I think I completely understand it. You know, as kids, I remember dreaming, like, going in and being, like, eight years old or five, five or eight years old and having all the aunts, uncles, and grandparents, and all the extended family, everyone there, and everyone giving gifts for the holidays, and it just having this certain feel, and then the Christmas tree would fly, thinking this is how it's going to be forever. But then as adults, we realize that family has more than one meaning. Family doesn't necessarily mean your blood relatives all crowded up. Things happen. People move. They get married. People die. And so mm. I think this is where we start to think about chosen family. And to queer people, right. it's it's something that is can be a little bit more prevalent and a little more practiced. But I think chosen family can exist for everyone, especially when you move off to college. A lot of people have that very first Thanksgiving with their college roommates and friends. And so I think maybe this is that kind of time. This disease affects everybody in the family. And
0: unfortunately, everyone has to find their own way to deal with it. A lot of people just ended up putting it on the back burner. I've seen that happen in my family. I've seen alcoholism in my family. Not uh, necessarily my direct family, but coming from my aunts and my uncles. And everyone, I completely understand when people just, oh... Grandpa's drinking his seventh scotch, he's fighting with his daughters. Okay, uh Marianne just went into the bathroom crying, you know. So this and they just kind of accept that this happens all the time in his life and that they have to accept it on the holidays. So and you might not be built like that. This you might not be able to compartmentalize like that and say, Okay, well, this is only gonna happen when I see my Thanksgiving. I only have to be around this once or twice a year. But then it turns into, well, it's graduation because alcoholics find an opportunity to drink, and whenever there's a party party or celebration which alcohol is available they tend to go ham and everyone seems to pay the price. I think that you should try to have a serious conversation with your family about this again. I think that you if if you're if you're f- if your father won't go to AA and your father's not going to react positively to another intervention, at the very least, I think that your family should go to an Al-Anon meeting and find out the best way to deal with this as a family. It's not something that I can really give the best advice on based on my experience, but there are plenty of people and organizations and groups that you can go to to get some. I just,
1: I think that one of the things that's important to note is that, I know that I already answered, but I do want to say that in addition to Al-Anon, maybe it's also a good idea to um, you can try to find a way other ways to engage with your family it doesn't necessarily mean you either see them or you don't and then like you don't go home and so there's nothing you can still right. obviously have calls just like our last question and the last bit of advice in the last segment we mentioned using video chat so there are some other tools that you can use to engage one of the things that i've considered doing is going to the city of my family and being near my family on the city on the day but not necessarily spending the entire time with them which can also want to be, be stuck there yeah and so you can go and you can can kind of be around them and drop in for dinner or drop in to say hi and then leave, you know, and and let them know ahead of time. I'm only going to be there for a couple hours or an hour. And so there are some ways. I right. agree with you.
0: No, that's part. that's a really good idea. and I that's the one time I wish I could drive because when I go to see my family, I'm stuck there. Like both my parents <laughs> live like in a small town outside of a small town of a, outside of a small town. Mm-hmm. My parents are divorced, so if I'm going to visit their houses, I'm definitely stuck there and at the mercy of whoever has a car and it. You know, I live. It's right outside the Boston area, so it's definitely snowing.
1: <laughs> and with that, let us know how it goes, and let's go to question number three. Question number three, Q music. Hi, guys. I'm a straight cisgender female living in Providence, Rhode Island. I have this amazing boyfriend, and we've been together for almost a year. We decided to have a Thanksgiving at my house since my place is really big with a long dining room and table and plenty of room for guests to lounge around and get drunk and have some fun. <laughs> uh, we will be inviting his family to join us because my family lives about a thousand miles away. I enjoy having guests over and cooking and entertaining. I actually went to culinary school a couple years ago and love showing off my dishes. So, this seemed to be a great idea that I was going to enjoy. Here's my problem his mom is insisting that she does all of the cooking. This seems a little strange to me since she's going to be doing all the major cooking at my place and she's never even been to my place. I feel a little strange about his mom coming in and doing all the cooking and even kind of offended about it. My boyfriend says this is just his mom's way, but he low-key made some comments about how she doesn't trust a white woman to cook. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot to mention. My boyfriend's black and so is his mom. Do you think I should... Okay. <laughs> do you think I should take offense to this? Or should I just open up my kitchen? What would you guys do? Signed, pork chop, apple juice. Oh, girl, just
0: let mom win. <laughs> just let... I mean, I mean, honestly, I am fine with anyone coming over to, over to my house and doing all the cooking. This Thanksgiving, I'm trying to do as little as cooking as possible. I'm leaving that all up to Caesar to do the cooking for the Thanksgiving dinner. So I'm fine with that. I think, sh- I think that pork chop... Pork chop, right? Yeah. Pork chop is offended... Mm-hmm because she wants to show off her dishes now i mean (laughs) i mean there are some white people that can cook There are some white of people that that completely understand the benefit and usage and how to use spices. They can definitely turn it out. But I mean, I also think mom wants to have her place, right? This is what mom wants to do what she does. Mom wants to have something to do in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. So I I mean, right off the bat, I'm just going to say, let mom do it. But what you could do is bring a dessert, right?
1: Yeah, uh, I think I do. I, I agree with that. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's kind of it's complicated. It's complex. It's not quite so simple, but it is important that like when you go home for the holidays, you want home cooking. You want to feel like you felt when you were a kid. You want to taste all and feel all those flavors and smells that you had when you were a kid. And it can be awkward and, and uncomfortable when you're going to a new place or a new person's family and you don't get to have any of the same kind of traditions that you had. And so well, we're, not, we're not really talking about if someone's a good cook. There's a lot of chefs that would be a good cook that I probably wouldn't invite over to my family's thing because our family does it a certain way. Right. And a lot of times the way the family doesn't isn't the way that's the most professional. It probably yeah. isn't. And so, you know, when we're talking about home cooking for the holidays and the way that the, the family likes to have it, that's one thing. And we're talking about like blue ribbon award-winning dishes that are four-star culinary masterpieces. That's another. And so I think it's just a matter of trying to put the two together.
0: Um, and you're, is you're, she's not inviting her boyfriend and her boyfriend's mother to her family's house. No. They're just she's using inviting them her, her house and
1: her kitchen him, for, their, which, for their, for their, her, she might live their, alone for his you family. Know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. He he probably wants, I mean, look, he's probably, he's kind of biased. He probably wants, he wants to taste his mom's home cooking. He wants his mom's cooking. You know, of course he does. And I can't imagine, I mean, most, that's normal for at least for you to want your mom's home cooking, you know? Right. I mean, I don't know why she just doesn't go
0: to his mom's house. Yeah, uh, well, she said her place
1: is really big and maybe the mom's is not so
0: big. I don't know. But what are they, where else do they have things? Whatever. Either way, they have Thanksgiving. Yeah, but where were they doing it before? Look, so just do. Sometimes you gotta be a little bit of a guest at your own home. I really haven't had to, but I, don't, I also don't have guests that often. But I think that what you should do is make some sickening desserts. Okay, now his mom's probably gonna have some desserts too, but just have something. I mean, you obviously have to just let her do what she wants to do, and you know, and be there to help her. And this is this is an opportunity for you to help his mother. Look, okay, let me just tell you something. This reminds me, I had to meet my boyfriend at the time. I mean, this is at least six years ago. I had to meet Johnny's parents in Cleveland, and I was really intimidated. I don't remember ever meeting a boyfriend's parents on the holidays. And this was Thanksgiving, actually. And I went to his house, mm-hmm. and his father was just out of prison and just found out he's gay. And here he is going to meet his son, who just came out of the closet's boyfriend. And I just hear about how crazy his family is all the time. And my friend said either three or four rules. And Let me see if I can remember. One is show up with a gift so even though it's your house pork chop have a gift for his mother the other is ask if you can help mm-hmm. and the other one yeah definitely definitely help help everything do you need this do you need that can i help this can I help that don't just sit on the couch with your with your legs crossed going through your instagram like definitely ask if you can help constantly and whether you're at their house or your house the other thing is say yes to everything <laughs> like whatever they want to do you guys want to go jump out of plane yes do you guys want to go bungee jump yes do you guys want to go skinny dipping at 12 in the morning at a freezer cold lake? yes just say yes to everything and so i think that you can take that advice and apply it here and if his mother wants to do the cooking at your house say yes because you definitely have to win over the mom so i say put your pride aside put your great dishes that you learned at culinary school aside and say yes to the mom. That's what I'm saying. Do you agree, Pat?
1: I completely agree. Yeah. Do you
0: want to come over to my house and cook for me?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come over your house and eat, though. I think it's about, you know, look, this is not about um, the the cooking for the meal. This is about the relationship that you're trying to cultivate with his mother and the family that I'm ass- mm-hmm. assuming that eventually you're going to want to be involved in in a long time. Another thing about this is that it. I can tell that this is kind of a young couple because this is kind of new she's talking about how far away her family is This, if she was 40 or 50 years old then they would have already had this all worked out and believe me when you're a 40 something year old person you you already have it figured out you know who's going to cook you usually make those arrangements way in advance and from me looking my family the uh, the elder people who used to cook my mom my aunt my all those people honey now they're just sitting around being served and they don't give a hell now they do still call out orders and be like girl go fix them greens right but they don't they don't get up and do it so you really don't need to worry about the mom cooking and taking over for the rest of your life this is just in the beginning to allow her to feel more comfortable. So I definitely right. think that this is an exercise in patience and congratulations. That's what the in-laws are. And that's why we call this home for the holidays. So let us know how it turns out. Send us a piece of pie or fix us a plate if you can. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and no and, meat or cheese. Yeah. Keep us, keep us posted on how it goes and let us know how Christmas comes around. Maybe you'll switch. Um. Yeah. Well, those are our questions. Thank you so much for we listening, hope folks. that we helped you. Yeah. <laughs> we you know. Uh. So we wish everyone
0: to have a beautiful and happy and healthy holidays and duck from television sets and don't let the Christmas tree go out the window for your holiday
1: season and follow us on social media on it's a mess podcast for Instagram and Twitter. Excellent. And as usual, faces, places, and names have been changed to protect the innocent and the guilty. Thanks for tuning in to season two of It's a Mess. Bye. Bye. Forever.
0: (laughs) Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production.